Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show. <laughs> Ready to burn your day. First up, it's great to be here with you again. Thanks so much for your lovely comments and messages. It's time for a good old Natter. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from all that. A good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all my shows again. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay. Well, put everything down. No, no, everything. I mean, you two can't. It's time for the Ned Natter show. And you can't miss this. Here at Two Medicine Farm, life goes on. But unfortunately, we had an unpleasant visitor this week. And an extremely short notice too. Yep, Elsie's hideous mother. Yep. The dreaded mother-in-law. Yes, she's larger than life and four times as ugly. Satana troglodyte decided on a Florida visit. She's been up in Georgia, you know, filming a modern remake of a little-known B-movie, you know, The Creature from the Dirty Brown Lake. <laughs> she looks like she just emerged from something smelly and brown most of the time. See, this uh, old indie director decided they couldn't compete with the original movie by using CGI. You know, the old computer-assisted stuff. So, to maintain its cult status, you know, cult usually means at least a number of folks like something, continually chat about it, <laughs> they commissioned the original actress, and Satana is definitely still a monster. Yep, she's nearly 80 now, but <laughs> she can still terrorise any once-friendly neighbourhood the single stare and as the movie was low budget like the original well possibly even lower budget satana <laughs> was the ideal choice for one she works mostly for food and beer yeah she gave up smoking some years ago add to that she requires very little makeup for any monster role she practically shows up ready to shoot <laughs> one other unusual even Thing accompanied her arrival. Yep, it's the first time I haven't heard an opinionated word out of the wife's friend beyond its mouth. That's right, beyond it, Brandisha Washington, or to her friend's BBW. Anyway, she got edged off the sofa for an old day, and the poor old suffering lump of furniture, yep, I mean me sofa, <laughs> still had a day of absolute hell supporting the oversized asses of the wife and the dreaded MIL. Whilst they chatted on about old times, you know, all the great meals they've eaten, and then ate their way through the rest of the day in between times. <laughs> old Nan, on the other hand, has always kept her distance from Satana. You know, see the troglodytes and the deaths, or as they like to be called, the deaths. Yep, that's Nan's family. I like chalk and cheese, oil and vinegar, bog creatures and humans. Yeah, all the usual cliches. <laughs> They never got on, see, back in the old days, Nan's family were all in the vaudeville theatre, you know, and that was before the trogs emerged from the bog, you know. Nan was a young woman at the time, and nobody in town was ready for Satana. He's still not, actually. Uh, the original bog queen, you know, it was lucky. A chance meeting with a movie director on vacation. Yep, he, he got a flat on his rented car, which had no jack, so old Satana lifted the carp for him so he could change the wheel. Anyway, after that little chance meeting, that launched her movie career. In fact, like a ship, the only thing they could do 
was Launcher. <laughs> oh dear. Either way, the Trogs, as they're known down there in old Dorset in England, you know, could then brag about being a step ahead of the Dias in the entertainment world. Either way, the small townsfolk soon moved to higher ground to dodge the entire troglodyte clan as they migrated from mud to bricks and mortar. Mm. <laughs> so just like old times, Nan still dodges Satana like a plague victim. Yep, and on a bad day, she actually looks like one. <laughs> Usually, Satana only emerges at night, but with her in the living room, by day, nobody is safe. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. It hasn't been a good week for me farm dog Clay either. No, he's had a few problems. Well, there was this huge, bold-faced hornet's nest in one of the trees near the farm. Yeah, well, they're kind of wasp, not a real hornet, but uh, they build these huge, great big thundering nests. Yep. And it fell down an entire branch in a very high wind we had last week. Well, Clay decided to investigate. Oh dear. Not the kind of thing I'd have worn on my head, to be honest. Mm. See, Clay got all excited thinking it was either food or football. He likes to play with both, see. Yep. But he ended up wearing it. Mm, it looked like an oversized, lopsided Indian turban. It still had enough occupants to, to make me old farm dog very sore. Yeah, it had a kind of redesigned nose for about 48 hours, to its usual size, and the wasp seemed to have stung all his other parts with the least amount of hair on them. Mm, probably because he's always licking those bits anyway. Either way, he's off his food now and walking funny. On another note, if you recall Elsie's virtual assistant device, you know, the one she bought from Ding Dang's Condang relative, you know, uh, <laughs> Billy Ray. And yes, it is called an Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it's been ordering more stuff online and the list is still pretty bizarre too, particularly after Beyond it sent the thing haywire with a bunch of abuse. Well, <laughs> this week we receive what is supposed to be the balance of the order. <laughs> I hope so anyway. £10 of modelling clay. <laughs> a case of strawberry jam. <laughs> Two tubes of edible gold glitter. <laughs> cakes and stuff. <laughs> Four gremlin chia pets. <laughs> Floating decoy crocodile. <laughs> Three feet long it is, not a very big one. Yep, and I thought we'd had enough of crocs in the last show. <laughs> A tin of bacon strip bandages. Yeah, have you seen these things? They're printed bandages look like bacon. You know, how sad is that? <laughs> Bad enough getting a cut or a scrape, but sticking bacon on it? Well, I don't know about that. Had a case of buffalo wings, you know. <laughs> well, in this case, buffalo wing flavoured soda. <laughs> yeah, they really do have it, yep. You heard me right. And last but not least, a chicken harness and lease. Well, well that might be useful for a couple of me ends, but, you know, uh, they seem to follow me around anyway. <laughs> and well, that was it, I think. Um, yep, that was it. <laughs> for the last and very best part of this list, yep. I've taken the batteries out of Elsie's new toy and not told her about it, yep. Suddenly, Alex's backward ordering and speech issues are over. Mm. Add to that the two Andy shop bracelets that arrive with it are safely off a rat dog 
and stored in the back of a microwave. <laughs> yep, it was time they got shocked right back, so I put them on high heat for 10 minutes while Stacey was sleeping, you know. <laughs> After eight minutes, the explosion woke her up before the regular annoying peeing sound. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednat.com. Well, they're all stored as podcasts for you, so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Old Nan and her drinking, knitting and gambling companion, yep, our other temporary permanent visitor, Toshiko Suzuki, my brother Nelson's wife, Heiner's 102-year-old grandmother, is still keeping the old hag company and she's not planning on heading back to California for some time. Worse still, I got a belated call from my lawyer brother, Nelson Natter, to check up on his grandmother-in-law. But he seems quite happy to have her out of under his feet anyway, and in my house instead. <laughs> Very nice. Then, when I started to complain about his slap-happy attitude, he told me he was about to drive through the Second Street Tunnel. Yeah, great excuse. And he'd call me back. Yeah, that's another excuse, isn't it? You know... That's not famous last words, even if it is a famous tunnel. It's legal BS for I'm dodging the issue. <laughs> Despite her troubles with getting around fast these days, old Nan wanted to give Grandma to Chico yet another Florida cultural experience. Last time I took the old birds to a local alligator farm. Yep, they had crocs there too. Well, after Nan attacked the once tame oldest and biggest croc, it's now particularly aggressive towards the older visitors. <laughs> so that's another place they got banned from. This time, she'd been online looking at a few more local opportunities for old crow adventures. <laughs> and they convinced me to take them to a place called the Twisted Vines Vineyard. <laughs> yep, and it's exactly that. A vineyard and winemaking place where you can look round and enjoy the all-inclusive wine-tasting experience, yeah. You'll be happy to know they tread the grapes elsewhere, though. <laughs> All that really interested old Nan was the idea of free booze. Yep, Nan's done wine tasting many times before, and she never spits, only swallows. <laughs> so, with a selection of 30 wines and offer, the old crow was sure to get merry. Mm. Toshiko is an ardent sake fan, although Nan has been weeding her on to the scotch. Yeah, they usually put away a bottle every night. Mm. They must have the oldest pickled livers in the world. <laughs> we got there just as the tour of the place started, but Nan and Toshiko complained about their tired old legs and stayed behind at the wine-tasting table, yeah, leaving them to alone, their tired old legs were legless by the time the tour had turned. <laughs> that didn't stop them from joining in with the tasting experience. Oh no, after all they'd only downed a few bottles each. <laughs> that didn't reflect the whole selection on offer. Still, the tasting of teasing, as Nan calls it, didn't go as planned. Yep, there were three late visitors. Hmm. Elsie, beyond it, and now Satana, had their own plans and shipped themselves there too. Yep, they took advantage of Beyond its buddy Terrell's low boy trailer again. You know, the three of them this time though were up on there where the bulldozers usually all sit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd never seen a group of 20 adults, you know, wine glass in hand, move so far in the opposite direction. <laughs> You'd have thought there was an active shooter on the premises. I think it had something to do with Satana's attempt at a smile. <laughs> Difficult to explain, but let it, let's say it looks something like a dead rhino that didn't die of natural causes. Yeah. Long, slow, painful death, that is. The only difference is with her and a rhino is the aphrodisiac hunters left her horn intact. <laughs> As that, you can't really say too much about her teeth on the fact they look something like Stonehenge at sunset. <laughs> this is Ned Nutter here with the Ned Nutter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednutter.com. As you recall, me fireman Ding Dang is now well and truly married to Darlene Freebird, even though she won't let him indoors and their wedded bliss has to date not exactly been blissful. Actually, closer to turbulent. Well, the baby showed up a week ahead of schedule, and when I learned that piece of news, I knew something was seriously wrong. Yeah, see, Ding Dang, the supposed father, has never been early for anything in his life. Well, all was soon clear when I learned that around nine months ago, Darlene Freebird had found me blind neighbour old Lonnie in her yard looking for something to eat. So she felt sorry for him, didn't she? And brought him indoors, gave him some supper. Yeah, but old Lonnie was very grateful. And Darlene Freebird also let him spend a night. Mm, maybe that's why the baby not only showed up early, but had incredibly dark skin compared to the pasty ding-dang. Possibly it's the oh dear of the year so far, especially when ding-dang seldom rushes into anything other than a case of beer, of course. <laughs> anyway, on the other hand, and rather surprisingly, we've still got me fireman's little feature. Yeah, so here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. This time, it's she's lower than a snake's belly in a tyre track on a mud road. Oh, that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear, this, according to him, relates directly to his new wife, Darlene Freebird. Oh. Ding Dang, not blaming Lonnie, is he? No, not at all. He reckons he probably didn't even see her coming. <laughs> oh dear. More information than I really wanted to hear. <laughs> As you probably recall, Quinton, me camper, tenant, painter and writer, has always been at odds with me farmhand. On a couple of occasions, it's resulted in violence. Yep, Quinton has a temper and is fast with a hoe to the head. <laughs> After he found out that Ding Dang had not been only thrown out of his trailer, but cuckolded too, Quinton Coagulate, his peaceful partner, decided to allow Ding Dang to spend a couple of days in their broken down trailer. <laughs> Which is now hidden in the back of my barn. They had no choice, as the trailer seems to have been made by the same folks that make kitchen colanders. Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way, every time it rained, the trailer got an instant upgrade. Yep, a walk-in shower in every corner. <laughs> I never thought the day would come when Quinton and Ding actually spoke. And yet now, they're breathing the same foul air. <laughs> it never rains round here, does it? It just pours down. This is Ned Natter with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday 
but you can find all my shows again at deadnat.com where they're all stored as podcasts for you. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I'm returning to the wife's favourite subject, food, of course. Yep, Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking. Those revolting offerings from the swamp again. Oh dear, well, I cook my own food. i leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. So this week, Elsie's promised sweet treats again on her feature. Yep, that's lots of sugar and lots of sugar. And perhaps a bit more sugar. (laughs) The last time it was hideous enough, so we'll have to just see how repulsive it really is. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep. Elsie's cooking (laughs) cock-ups. So, warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process, yep. Usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away the better. This time it's Elsie's farm fruit surprise. It didn't sound too bad to start with you know but they might just be getting worse after all. <laughs> I hope things might improve but uh, oh dear so let's see. Well Elsie's written it down on the back of the second reminder 2020 census form envelope. Yep she conveniently forgot to mail that in. <laughs> It's her hideous handwriting, all right, with the usual coffee, soda, ketchup and mustard stains here and there. Oh, and over there too, by the things. <laughs> anyway, she started out with a bigger-than-usual plastic dog bowl <laughs> and a load of fruit. Yeah, she got me daughter, young Dolly, to find it round the farm, sent her on a kind of errand. So she ended up with blackberries, strawberries, oranges, unripe persimmons and pecans. Oh, well, I thought they were nuts, not fruit. <laughs> Sorry, I meant the pecans. Anyway, she threw the lot in the same bowl, then added three pounds of sugar, three bars of cooking chocolate, 12 ounces of self-raising flour, two pounds of margarine, 14 ounces of marzipan, and that red food colouring again. Yep, yep. By the way, Elsie loves the old cochineal. Yep, because she hates insects, and with cochineal, they pay the ultimate price in turning all her desserts bright red (laughs) and of course she adds her usual array of nasty condiments here salt pepper mustard ketchup for extra flavoring oh dear she cooked it 30 minutes in the microwave then stopped gave it a stir and added ginger cloves paprika cinnamon and nutmeg then she put it back in for another 30 minutes an hour or so later she showed it out bubbling overflowing after a few minutes, it was ready to eat, and that's the only time you don't hear a word out of the wife. <laughs> On the other hand, beyond it, just held her nose, rolled her eyes, and watched our visitor, Satana, tuck in too. <laughs> By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Nat show will not be held responsible for the results. No, Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Old Lonnie and his housemate, nudist swinger, Old Fred... 
are still absent this week. See, Fred had lots of hits on that Swinger and Dayton website, particularly with that new header we wrote. Yep, naked sugar. <laughs> well, he's decided to rent an hotel room close to his favourite nudist beach. And old Lonnie's sharing it with him. Uh, just the room on it. Old Lonnie's reputation up till now has been about weird eating habits. We don't want to go change anything there, do we? <laughs> on the family front, when she's not complaining about... Well, just pick a subject she complains, don't she? Me, 95-year-old mother, old Nan. The miserable old crow herself. has a little feature on my show, too. Old Nan remembers. Oh, dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, it's about the old dial phones she grew up using. Nan reckons it was no trouble using one to begin with. See, her own phone number back in those days was Trogtown 7. Yep, you can even remember that when she was drunk. <laughs> Not difficult to dial or remember, but she reckons it was such a pain to dial long numbers. And if it was engaged, you had no redial button. Nope, so it meant starting all over again. But she says there were advantages of that, you know, for starters. If she called to complain and it was engaged, she didn't bother to try and complain again. <laughs> if she decided to start an argument over the phone, same thing. On the other hand, she says there were benefits of the old school phones too. Yep. She could make obscene calls without worrying about caller ID or itemised billing. <laughs> and... She could call the cops on her neighbours without being identified too. <laughs> Last of all, she remembers putting a little dial padlock on there to stop us kids calling anyone. Yep, not even in an emergency. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find all my shows at nednatter.com. Well then... That lovely twangy old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here. Just remember though, I've got a great system for book shite. It goes on me compost heap. Something that's really bad, I have to burn it. Yep. Middle of the road books go with me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. Right then, okay, well, because me farm track is still too muddy for our new mail carrier and struggling mail van he drives, I've only ended up with one book again this time, yeah. This time it's called Diversity Has To Be All Inclusive by A. Blarney Stonekisser Jr. <laughs> oh, a bit long-winded for the bestsellers list, but, you know, I thought it was topical be interesting with all this talk about diversity you know going around well this book handles an entirely forgotten minority yep leprechauns <laughs> little green men are not just from mars after all there are loads of interesting chaps in this book take number seven for example inviting leprechauns to dinner yep. and there's chapter 12 about how to amplify and celebrate leprechaun voices you know, they might be small, but why only selfishly think about that pot of gold, eh? <laughs> Leprechauns have feelings too, and you don't judge a little man by the colour of his skin. 
Employment opportunities for leprechauns was a fascinating chapter. The bit about them getting claustrophobia in small spaces, even though they are small, is very interesting. As was the chapter called Action. Yeah, with a big exclamation mark. Yep. Yep, it suggests a bunch of campaigns where you can actually help and get involved. Mm. For example, a leprechaun has never won an Oscar or a Grammy. <laughs> never been president of any country. Or even had an opportunity to be gay. <laughs> Well, I'm breaking all my rules on this book. Yep, I'm going to either send it back to where it came from, or frame it and put it in the living room. <laughs> well, my lovelies, that's all on my book review feature this time around. This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednat.com. They're all safe for your podcast there. So if you want me repeats, and listen to my old voice all over again, stop by and say hello. I've got a listener favourite coming up now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature, and this time we're visiting Korea. And unfortunately, it's another foodie one. Mm. Oh dear, well, I did drop old Lonnie's roadkill recipe, so I thought you'd all be missing at least something repulsive. <laughs> Still, it might be worth holding off your dinner until the end of the show anyway they're called gable or in english live spoon worms yeah. <laughs> these things look disgusting and apparently resemble a certain part of the male anatomy <laughs> which i'm sure you can guess added to that they're supposed to be an aphrodisiac there's the link here <laughs> i just love that statement well Unless you have a vomiting fest, of course. <laughs> anyway, while they're still wriggling around, the poor buggers are chopped into little pieces and eaten. Yep. It's regarded seafood, and I suppose for all you fishermen out there, it brings new meaning to the one that got away. <laughs> or should I say, wriggled away? <laughs> this is Ned Nat here, Ned Radio Show. I'm every Wednesday. You can still find all my shows again at nednow.com. Leaving Korea and heading to England, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, yeah, the arrogant catfish-faced gentleman farmer. <laughs> the brother young buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's farm on that rambling state of his. Well, after living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck picked up plenty of American expressions. He seems to enjoy confusing old Ponce with him, yeah. And he goes ahead and calls me for the explanation. Well, so how could I leave the subject to Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Ned Nat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular American phrases and sayings foreign, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British farmer contributor. First up, here's his latest voicemail for you. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. You know, Bucks told me he buys all his clothes from the outlet mall. You know, I haven't got a clue what that is. 
maybe you could uh, give me a call back, old chap, and tell me what on earth he's talking about. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. This time, Bucks told Ponce about how he used to buy all his clothes at the outlet mall. And old Ponce hasn't got a clue. No, well, Nigel, with and the outlet, you know, it's often a case of having to let it out or it won't fit. <laughs> but joking aside, it's where all the big retailers dump everything they can't sell in their main stores or shops to you, Nigel. Basically, it's a great place to find fashion items that were in fashion five years ago. Shoes that, although technically new, have been tried on by after visitors to the shoe department. <laughs> the clothing otherwise is mostly the stuff not even the moths will eat. Well, that's right, plenty of artificial fibres, isn't there? <laughs> Added to that, of course. Mm. The tag says it was originally $900. Mm. And it's now marked down to only 90 <laughs> But that doesn't make it a bargain, does it? You know, if you recall from the start of my explanation, nobody bought it to begin with, did they? Yep, mainly because they thought... I'm not paying 900 bucks for something they made in a Bangladeshi sweatshop for nine bucks. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. When I'm not here, you can find all my shows again at nednat.com. Our new mail carrier wears the kind of glasses thicker than the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> not only is he frightened to brave the mud of me farm track in the rain, but when he does creep up on a sunny day, he keeps delivering me neighbour Rush's mail here to the farm mailbox. You know, having Rush living here would be the nightmare of the decade. But, you know, the interesting part was seeing Rush's full name on the envelopes here. Yep, it's Rush Lewis Clark Waterford Nixon III. <laughs> dear. <laughs> the reference to water isn't good for him, but apparently that relates to his old Irish ancestry. <laughs> yeah, and of course, the Explorer references are truly American. Aren't they real legends? Yeah. His last name is just amusing to say the least, but you know, Rush was born long before 1972, so obviously there's no coincidence there. <laughs> anyway, I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbour old Rush's Stonewall Jackson farm to not only drop off his mail, but listen to the latest far-fetched second-hand news from the Reuters Centre and all in instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, he's always rushing off at a moment's notice. <laughs> anyway, the poor old muck has got his obsessive political agenda, hasn't he? Yep, his folks are working on getting every possible vote for their mid-term GOP buddies. But now me neighbour old Brush and our new neighbour Jeremy Sprung, that's the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, <laughs> are head-to-head -head in competition for those precious votes. I wanted to feature a few words from the Democratic camp across the road with Jeremy Sprung, you know, as Rush likes to say, only a Democrat could be polyamorous. <laughs> anyway... That's Rush's opinion, but Sprung has finally returned from Washington, D.C. Yeah. So Rush hasn't got the stage all to himself this time, no. And Sprung hopes to give old Rush some competition and present the Democratic case to me. Mm. 
Well, when Russia heard the news, it was time for another firework party. Yep, this time it was all in Russia's head. <laughs> Sprung reckons the Democrats plan to make America more inclusive and give opportunities to minorities. You know, they're also handling just about every one of them Russia's tax dollars and Russia's folks are ready to blow a fuse. Well, there's even substantial evidence that Russia's people are ready to exercise their rights too. Oh dear. Well, Russia reckons that the Democrats are going to have a homeless, one-legged, multiracial, non-binary, lesbian, immigrant congressperson running the midterms. <laughs> oh, Rush, that is a mouthful. Oh dear. Well, Sprunk just laughed in the year and asked him, what's wrong with that? <laughs> yep, now there's a loaded question for old Brush. Rush replied pretty quickly, didn't he? Yep, what's right with it? <laughs> <laughs> then he barks his standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh, dear. <laughs> I ended up having to explain to Sprung that Rush has always got to go and never quite finishes that rant of his. <laughs> Despite his rushing off, he called me later in the day to not only further complain about Jeremy Sprung, but with his Tennessee teaser. Yeah, that's Rush's own homegrown style of humour. Yep. And this time, it's he thinks the sun comes up just to hear him crow. Yeah, yeah, this time, he's naturally referring to our new Democrat neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, and how he loves the sound of his own voice. <laughs> well, you've heard of people living in glass houses and not throwing stones, ain't you, Rush? Well, well I'll just leave it there. <laughs> this is the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday. You can always find me shows again at nednatter.com. Got a podcast there for you. And if you want me repeats, you can listen to me voice all over again. Stop by and say hi. Me lovely vegan neighbour, young Alice Jones, yeah, she invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Yeah, I always look forward to it. Last time she'd brought out her two crystal balls. This time her balls are still being cleansed. <laughs> yep, some kind of ritual apparently. Mm. So this time it was back to the old tarot cards and I don't know why, but I always end up with an ominous collection. <laughs> Oh, I could have even told Alice their meanings myself this time. Oh dear, you know, the fool again. Yeah, we know that. Yep, the hanged man again. We know that. But this time, two different ones. Yep, the hermit and the devil. Well, the fool and the hanged man are obvious. The hermit seems to be my future. Yeah, peaceful one. And the devil is, of course, M-I-L, Satana, troglodyte. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the coffee and cake was reliably pleasant, though. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show, and on the video you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. Right then, me first item comes from Paddy in Pasadena. And he called me about this amazing thing, you know. It's a wearable brain machine, or BMI for short. Yeah, I thought the wife was terrified of BMI. <laughs> See, I thought it meant off the scales in her case. But actually it means brain machine interface. Yeah, I thought it meant body mass, something or other. Oh well. This clever system uses 
sensors, yep, pick up brain waves and a virtual reality voice to help interpret the information. Yeah. Originally it was designed for them poor folks with a hideous loss of all their faculties. All oh, nasty. But to thoroughly test the system, I think they should try it on partition yeah. <laughs> just to see if there really is anything going on inside their heads at all. <laughs> The second item comes from Grace in Greensboro, yeah, and she's concerned about this thing called a cell phone jail. Well, I have to say, aren't we all, Grace, you know? So I looked into the details, and it was one of those cliché pinch-me-what's-happening-to-humanity moments. <laughs> oh dear, in fact, oh dear again moments. Yeah, this little item, which is easy and cheap to buy online, is as comical as it is sad, yeah. You buy this little box like jail, see it has bars like the old Wild West kind, you know. Inside has little slots for a cell phone or cell phones. Yep. So once the entire family have locked their phones inside the cage, there's either an option of a regular padlock or even one with a special timer, yep. They proceed to do something totally weird. Yep. Unbelievably bizarre in fact, yep. They have conversations with each other. <laughs> you know, discuss the weather, what's happening tomorrow, whether dinner tastes good, what little Johnny did at school, things like that, yeah. And all the while, the beastly horrors are suffering time out in the cell phone penitentiary. <laughs> As if an electronic device actually cares. Anyway, it got me thinking, yeah. I'm going to order a full-size one for the wife's microwave and fridge. <laughs> well, the phone is the least of me worries. Yeah, she's still got the old flip phone anyway. I'm thinking more about the grocery bill. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednat.com. Oh, me dubious con agent 50% is lining up than you had this week. But I had to confront old 50 last week, yeah, about his ads being, well, should we say a bit more fair and balanced on my show, yeah. See, after last week's guard senior ad, I got a call from the NSPCS, yep, that's the National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Seniors. <laughs> yeah. So we got something to do with that balancing act this time around, yep, so here goes. Are you concerned about going away on vacation, heading off for an intimate weekend, but don't want to leave your home empty? Well, we've got the perfect solution here at House Sitting Millennials. <laughs> yeah, we've got a millennial to watch over your home without you parting with a dime other than our one-off finder's fee. Finding your millennial is easy. All you do is skip to our Watch My Crib page, pick your favourite, give them the dates, and then stack your cupboards with snacks, your freezer with ready meals, and your fridge with soda. Make sure you've got the hottest premium TV and streaming package available, and they won't leave your home, or especially your sofa, for a second. So visit our website today at lazyboycribwatchers.net and find someone to fill your sofa while you're out of town. 
You know, that sounds just like the kind of thing me fireman Ding Dang would go for. Trouble is, he doesn't qualify as a millennial if he showed up at your door. You'd either just call the cops or shoot him. You'd never invite him indoors. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show, and whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us you wouldn't have anything to eat, and without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. In the meantime, you can find me and all them radio shows again at nednatter.com. Yep, we're all safe for you there as podcasts too. Add to that, there's those social media links, so come by say hi it'd be great to hear from you thank you so much for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you and i hope you'll join me on the nednat show again so until then keep a smile on your face think positive and don't sweat that small stuff the grass is not always green on the other side it might just be a freeway <laughs> goodbye lovelies <laughs>